double the fun, double the love. Welcome to the Solstice Podcast, where we aim to create a space for honest and open conversations, all things twins. Jump in and listen as we support one another through the chaos of life and hopefully leave you feeling supported too. So whether you're a twin, have twins, or just looking for genuine sister chats, join the ride and welcome to the Solstice fam. Hello, welcome back to the Solstice podcast. I'm Monique. And I'm Maddie. How has your week been, Maddie? My week's been good. It's been so busy that I feel like I've crammed three days into two days over the weekend. Mm. Um, but I've had such a blast. I've been out, I've met some people, went to the beach. And you don't go to the beach. I'm not a beach person. Girlfriend doesn't go to the beach. Me and Sand are not friends. No. Um, I'm proud of you for going. Thank you. <laughs> I, I said um, I had to be home by 1230. Yeah. I'm not frolicking in the sand and sunbaking or doing normal girl shit. Like I just want to jump into the water mm. and be refreshed and then go home. Yeah. Like I'm not. That's like your perfect day at the beach. Mine's the opposite, but it yeah. is. Yeah. Um, because we were only there for like an hour, an yeah. hour and a half. Mm. I didn't wear sunscreen because it was the morning. It was like 10.30 to 11, mm. 11.30. And I freaking got burnt. I'm not surprised. <laughs> I am very pale. I do yeah. have British skin. So it's it's not a surprise. But What happened to the fuck, slip, I forgot. slop, <laughs> Did not do it. I was slipping and sloughing in other areas. <laughs> Not at the beach, though, which is devastating for me. I'm in the sand. It wouldn't work. No. No. Um, Yeah, so I'm a little bit burnt and I'm disappointed in myself because now the freckles are going to come out even more. Freckles are cute. I love your freckles. But I realised, like, I hadn't actually been out in the sun in, like, a year. Yeah, I know. Like a day adventure or, like, you know, purposely Mm. going out. In a, in a 38 degree day. Yeah. That's just not me. Me and the sun are not friends and I remember why now. So yeah. <laughs> lesson well, learned. Until next year. Until next year. Yeah. Until You've next year. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And how's everything else going? Good. My, I now have a boyfriend, which. <laughs> um, Which is beautiful. We're yeah. going really, really well. How did that come about? We were. Um, <laughs> gosh, we were, we were out for the day. Yeah. We were with friends and yeah, he just asked me if I wanted to be his girlfriend because everyone else was asking and well, no one else asks anymore. So I'm very proud of him. Yeah. 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 It was, it was very cute. Yeah, nice. It was very cute. Congrats. It's nice to see you so happy. Yeah. <laughs> How's your week been? It's actually been pretty good as well. Like. I was going to say, normally, like, I think one would be up, one would be down. Like, either you're really good or bad. But I think we're both pretty good this week. So, I would say last week, oh, I don't know. We kind of went into, like, this 15-month, 16-month sleep regression. I didn't know it existed until we were in it. And I was like, what is this? Like, Xander was up three, four times a night. Zaya was, like, once or twice. He's always been the better sleeper. But Mm. he's... um. Yeah, anyway, so the both boys were up and Nick and I were like, what is going on right now? Absolutely, yeah. And they have like, I was saying this last day, they transitioned to their one nap and that's been going pretty well. But then they only started sleeping like an hour 
with that nap and I was like they're not going to make it to, to bedtime like they are just going to be little monsters um they needed longer I'm like what am I doing wrong are they not ready and then I questioned what I was doing I was like do I go back to the two but then like we stuck with it and I think the last two days like they're officially out of their aggression and they slept from seven o'clock at night to 7 a.m we did not hear a peep and I woke up before seven like natural body clock and I was like oh my goodness it's light outside <laughs> I was like, oh, quick, go turn the kettle on. And I had a coffee by myself and I looked out the window and I just thought, I'm so grateful right now. It's the I've little got, things in life. Yeah. Like, I'm like, why am I like tearing up? What? <laughs> because do you remember it was about six weeks ago you had mm. the worst week of parenthood mm. and you had messaged me, um, you were just in the fucking trenches. Yeah. You, you and Nick were both And I think good. I was about to get sick. The boys might have been sick and... Yeah. We were all a little bit sick. Um, and you had messaged me and being like, oh, I don't know what's wrong. Like, I just feel really depressed this week. Like, yeah. I can't even... And it's not a word I throw around lightly. No, it's not. Mm. You're like, I just feel depressed. Like, is it normal to have depressive weeks? I just don't feel like myself. Yeah. Um... And I was like, yeah, that's a word that you don't use lightly mm. and that's a word that would not come up in yeah. I don't think I've as ever... An, as an, even as yeah. like an over-exaggeration or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, and I remember just picking up my laptop and I was like, I'll see you in 40 minutes. Yeah, and I was just in my head. I was like, it was oh, a work, thank God. <laughs> it was a work day, but I yeah. was like, nah, yeah. we're, we're coming over. Yeah. And you were, you were all just doing it so tough. Mm. There was mm. – everyone was a little bit sick or getting sick. Um, sleep wasn't good, tears from everyone. It was just rough as. Yeah. But how amazing is it that you can go from mm. being in such the thick mm. of it to the four of you in the household, yeah. like, just not good? I think that's just parenting is that, like, you know, every day there's, like, the ebbs and flows. Every week, like, ebbs and flows. But I woke up today and I enjoyed my coffee and I was like, I am so fucking grateful right now. Like... Love my life, love the house, love my beautiful boys, love Nick, love my family, like just totally like and utterly obsessed. And we, their boys woke up and I was like, oh my goodness, hi, you woke up. I can't wait to just smush your faces <laughs> and just kiss the shit out of you. And we had the best day. Um, and I hope like the rest of the week continues. So yeah, yeah it's been really good. Um, Nick and I over the weekend also had a little date day. That's like my little hack is getting out in the day because like when you have twins to ask someone or a grandparent or grandparents to do bed and bath routine I think it's a lot to ask like and the night time is a lot to ask normally like that's everyone's wind down Mm -hmm. time or they've got work in the morning or it means that they might have to give up their social life yeah whereas if you do day dates yes and it's like people get the best out of the boys like they get to actually spend time with like good quality time so it worked out after their nap went to their Lala and Tutu's house and they did you know some play and then they did dinner but they went over in the afternoon yeah early afternoon yeah yeah um yeah and then we picked them up in the car and then Xander fell asleep and Zaya stayed awake and like Xander transitioned really well and Zaya was like good night I'm going to bed (laughs) it was the best um but yeah, we've had a really good week and I hope it continues for a little bit longer because I think that's 
just what happens with twins especially and I'm sure this is just all parenting but yeah like the ups and downs they Mm. really come and go so quick and then when you're in the thick of it you can't picture it being getting out of it yep and then when they're so good I'm like what do you mean that was sick this is the best (laughs) like last I literally just totally black out anything that was bad or hard I like forget about it yeah I'm like this is the best this is all I know yeah, yeah, I don't. But them being sick wasn't that bad. Not when they're yep. this good. Yeah, I don't it's know. It's crazy. Funny how the mind works. Like you just block out everything. Um, but yeah, do you have any tips or tricks for the week, Mad? My tips or tricks. So, I caught up with an old friend that I haven't seen in ages, and she's um, got a young family, and her and her partner, and their little boy, who's maybe a little bit older than yours. Yeah, I think he is. He was born. Yeah, yeah, a few I don't months know. before. Um, but her and I were having really open, honest conversations. And I think my tip and trick for the week is based on the conversations that we had, Mm. which is if you're in the thick of parenting and you're in the freaking trenches with your partner, husband, and your kids, it will get better, better Mm. to acknowledge that it is hard and that, yeah, it's, it's crap right now. And we are just going to survive we're not thriving we Mm. are just surviving for however long it takes to get out of it because it will get better Mm. um but I think also just being honest that it's a bit crap yeah that you do have crap weeks and that you're allowed to say that not everything's Mm. sunshine and rainbows yes and it is a phase yeah and it's not forever yeah it's not forever Yeah. yeah that's what Nick and I had to say to ourselves during the regression Tomorrow's a new day yeah. or next week's a new week, however yes. long it goes on for. Next month is a new month. <laughs> yeah. Um, and to lean on those around you. Yeah. But, yeah, struggle, just being open about the struggles, whether they're struggles with your parents and, and the child's grandparents or whether mm. it's so, the social aspects that you're all readjusting to because some of your friends might not have kids. So, mm. you know, you your social group drops a bit and the friends that were your best friends are no longer around too much. Or if, you know, sleep regression or teething or Mm. you're sick. Like there's so many things that play into having down weeks. Mm. And I think just being honest about them and not brushing it off. Mm. Or pretending that they don't exist. Yeah. Being a little bit in denial. But actually being like, yeah. This is hard. Or even saying, just say, I think even saying that out loud to mm. your partner, friend, family, whoever. Yeah, because I know you and I mm. have really honest conversations mm. about how we're feeling and and we don't hide anything yeah. about that. But to have that with someone else going through like the exact same thing, it was so refreshing and I think we need more of it mm. within like not just the parenting world but the world itself yeah. to, mm. to say, nah. Not all right this week, but hopefully next week I will be. Yeah. Um, I love it. And. Yeah, so my trick is being honest with yourself and the situations. Good. Yeah. Love it. Full support. (laughs) (laughs) Well, mine for the week is totally different to yours. (laughs) What what have you got? Mine is a push along toy. A wooden (laughs) toy. The boys have them. One each. They're actually, and this is, I do not recommend getting different ones because they're little animals on the ends of like poles. Yeah. And they're wooden and they've got these little things on their wheels and they like tinker. 
Yeah. And then when they roll, they make little sounds. Anyway, first the boys, when they were sort of crawling, they pushed them along and they loved them. But now that they're walking, I sort of showed them how to hold it in your hand and you sort of push it along. Anyway, it's... How to use it properly. Yeah. And they, it has literally like just given me so many hours <laughs> to myself and like... <laughs> Not to myself, they're obviously still there. But I'm in the kitchen cooking, like they're entertained. They're busy. They're busy. They're busy pushing along those little toys. Yeah. Like whatever they are, one's a lion, one's a bee. They're like obsessed with pushing it around. And then I would vacuum as well. And they pick up their little toys and they, they do pre- the same same motions that a vacuum does. They pretend they're vacuums. It's so cute. Anyway, I'm going to like, we'll put um, a link in the show notes. But for twins, you said get the same ones? But they have to be the same for twins. Otherwise, if you're a twin mum, I mean, you know, like the repercussions. You know, you know. If you know, you know. I, yeah. yeah, I wish I had two of the same. I mean, they're both so beautiful, but they do fight over the B. The B is the win. So maybe I'll just put the B in the link. I highly recommend. I think they are so good for different ages and I think they will last us a few years. Mm. So yeah, get yourself some of those. They're quite open-ended as well. Yes. So they can be used in multiple different mm. ways. They can push them along or they can sit on the ground yep. and spin the wheels or maybe... Once they develop a little bit more, they yeah. might tie stuff to it yeah. and drag it around and mm. they could carry it if they want. Like, yeah. it's just so open. Yeah. It's got and it's wood. S- and it's wood. It's less landfill. Like, the plastic will sit there and just sit there and be plastic. Wood, yeah. at least, it breaks down a little bit better. I'm so for open-ended toys. Yeah. Multi-purpose toys yeah. as well that mm. can be interchangeable and be used for different things. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think plastic toys are, I think they're great. The children, they love them. Mm. But when you think about how much money you've spent on toys or or your family members mm. have bought presents, whatever, that are plastic, mm. you don't get actually that much time and use out of them. You don't. Already what, I've six noticed Six months? That. Yeah. Whereas that wooden toy that's open-ended and can be used for multiple things might be around for three years. Yeah. Or you might be able to do different things with And what it. a huge difference that is in, a, in like, a child's life. Yep. Yeah. As well as your cupboards yeah. and money. Your, your sanity. <laughs> and also the children getting creative with how they yeah. want to use something, mm. um, which I can definitely touch mm. base on in other yeah, depths of, yeah. in another, another app because I've got all these things going through my, en- my head about open-ended play. Yeah. yeah, I know. I can um, see your brain ticking. But, yeah, love yeah. it. Love the wood, love open-ended. Yeah, we've got a good mix at home. So we've got like the plastic sort of stuff like that. And there's nothing wrong with that. Mm. They do love them. Yeah. But they're limited. But they are, they're limiting. We've got this one um, that sort of like makes all these sounds. You've been pushing the buttons. And it's like, yeah, cool. They know that's what it does. And But they, they play with it for two minutes, pick it up, push a few buttons, throw it onto the next. And I'm like, oh, that thing is just damaging my walls. Like, <laughs> you're just throwing that at my walls. <laughs> Where anything that's wood or open-ended um, probably like involves a bit more creativity and imagination. Yep. Yeah. I, the boys could play with that for years. Yep. yep. Or you could show them like, mm. oh, my goodness, look at what it does upside down. Yeah. And that would just spark their curiosity yeah. and their cognitive development yeah. to figure out what to do with it yeah. upside down because it's now brand new. Yeah. It's a brand new toy. It's a brand new toy. Yeah. Upside down, brand new. Yeah. Anyway, so I highly recommend. I'm going to put a link. So our twin tail this week is going to be a combined one because 
we'll keep it short and sweet because what Maddie talks about after this is going to be deep, quite in depth, juicy, and informative. So I'm going to tell you a story. Tell me a story. <laughs> what do you got? I don't have a twin tail this week, so I'm jumping on yeah, yours. Yeah, you, well, this is us. So okay, it's fine. great. We can share joint Next, effort. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> after this. We are going to need some people to DM us, though. We need the twin tails flowing. So if you are a twin or have twins... We want your experiences. Yes, we want your twin tails. Send them in. You can DM us on Instagram or you could email us. We'll have everything in the show notes below. Anyway. We want to know all of your highs and lows or awkward moments with twins or the best memories that only twins can have. Absolutely. Send them on through. Yeah. But now I'm going to share mine mine with you. I'm ready. What'd you got? Okay. Once upon a time, I called you and I said, Maddie, I need to move out. (laughs) ASAP. (laughs) I don't know how old we were. So I had had a boyfriend in the past, built a house together, broke up, moved back home. Very hard to do. Would not recommend. And I had also just broken up with a boy that I had moved in with. God, you did too. And I was living with my auntie at the time. Yes. I would have been maybe 19, 20, 21. I can't remember. I think it was like 20. 20? We'll go yeah, with 20. Around there. Anyway, and I moved back home and, I don't know, you know, as it does with a 20-year-old and, you know, we have our bonus mom and dad. I think there was a big blow up and I was like, I need to get out of the house. And we would have had our younger brother who yeah. would have been three. Yeah, about three. Yeah. Busy um, time. Oh, it was chaos. It was like beautiful times, but when it, when it's time to move out, it's time to move Too out. Too old to be living with the parents and a three-year-old. Yeah. Yeah. It? yeah. 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 Um, anyway, I called you and I said, I need to move out ASAP. <laughs> I can't afford a house alone. I need you to move in with me. Let's rent together. You know, yep. You're like, I'll tell our auntie and whatever you need, I'll be there. I Let's was like, go. really? And you were like, I'll be there. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll pack now. <laughs> yeah. and I was like, I'm already packed. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. yeah. So you and I, I don't know if we were working, I can't remember what we were doing, but we got together. I was still working in um, early childhood. Oh, were you? You might have been working at. Maybe I was. Cafe? Yeah. Um, area manager. Cal- yeah. yeah. I won't say the company name. Yeah, Nearly it. did. <laughs> but hospitality. Yep. Um. But I think you and I, we just got together so quick and we wrote this beautiful cover letter mm-hmm. and we submitted applications left, right and centre. We went to so many house inspections. We would have done like 10 to 15 on a Saturday. This like, was before the rental crisis. Yeah, that's it was, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like um, it's so hard to find a rental now. It's so It was so hard to get this place that I'm in now. Yeah, there you go. Whereas when we were 20, it mm. was... Like, it was still demanding. There yeah. were still a lot of people, but there were more houses yes. available. Well, the house that we rented was actually, I think about it now, the rent was so cheap. Yeah. And at the time, I thought it was so expensive. But now I look back and I'm like, that was a bargain. Yep. Anyway, so we went to different house inspections and we had this one double up. And we were like, do we go to this house or this house? And we both made the decision to go to this house together. We're like, we'll forget about the other one down here and we'll yep. go to this other one. Anyway, we got there and we're like, it is perfect. It was higher than our budget to mm-hmm. rent. And we're like, we'll do it anyway. We got there. We met the real estate agent and we were like, I calming met- her. I was like, we have to get her to like us because she's going to give us this house. Yep. She's going to sell it to the owners for us. And we put in a beautiful cover letter. We sat down. I think we reread it like 
so many times, mm. worded it together, I remember sent it back you, and forth. I remember you talking to the real estate and during that time in our lives, in our 20s, you were definitely more outgoing and more open and yeah. more like just charismatic and mm. I was still the quite closed off and I was still – I just had a resting bitch face and that's just yeah. the way that my 20s were. Yeah. And that's fine, but I'm glad we can balance mm. ourselves out. I, I miss- remember looking through the house and being like – Thank goodness Monique's talking to that real estate agent. Go do your magic. <laughs> Monique, you're up. <laughs> Pretty much. Come on, let's get you done. Let's get this house. We want this one. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. And it bloody worked it because did. we got this house and you and I were in there within a week. Two weeks. No, even less. Less. Because we went It was there. empty. It was empty and the guy had mopped the floor with Jif and there was Jif all over the floor. Oh. And we went in there and the, the real estate agent said to us, I'm so sorry, we'll get him back to clean the floors. And we said, don't even worry about it. We're going to move in right now. Yeah. So we basically got the keys the next day. Or well, it was a week and then so it would have been day eight. Yep. Got our stuff. We were in there that night, our beds, everything set up and we were – totally completely independent living together again and they were the best memories I have I just like love them I look back on those times of sitting outside and um having a platter or going out or like you know just having movie nights with you yeah and then our younger brother Hayden moved in and then the dog came as well and that was beautiful yeah there was just such great times it was yeah us three kids living together yeah keeping the the siblings together. Cooking um, together and oh, it was just the best. So that's my twin tale. It's just such a fond memory I have with you and how you were there for me in a heartbeat. And Absolutely. You, you, were in a, you were in a great situation though at our auntie's place and you loved living there. I did and I was. But, yeah. <laughs> but living with you was. But it was more expensive. Yeah. But it was. I don't remember that being an issue. Mind you, it was half an hour from your work. So it was more travel. It was. But you were like, I'll be there. Absolutely. If I can, then I will. Yeah. And if I can't, I'll let you know. (laughs) So are you free to babysit this weekend? I say that. (laughs) (laughs) No, I say that with the twins all the time. I know. When I'm like. I feel guilty asking. If you want something, if you want me to make him little little meatballs, if you want me to stock up your freezer, if you want me to babysit, if you want me to like come help you at like an appointment, I said, you just let me know and you ask. Yeah. And if I can't, then I'll say no. Yeah, of course. Like I still feel bad, but yeah, I, I know no. you are. And there are times that you're like, yeah, no, nah, I'm gonna not, I'm, I'm not gonna do that Saturday night. Yeah, it's a Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? I'm busy. <laughs> I know. But yeah, living together was the best. Yeah, we had so many fun memes, and even with our younger brother Hayden, mm. who's only two, three years younger yeah. than us, like just keeping that connection into adulthood was. Mm. So valuable even now. Yeah. And I think that really made us like the three best friends because he, we are literally like the three we best are. friends. On um, Snapchat, we are actually the soul sisters. <laughs> yeah. Poor little darling. The OGs. Yeah. He, um, we used to dress him up as a little girl. <laughs> little dresses and hats. And he loved it. He, 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 was, he played along. Yeah. He had to. He had two demanding. You know what? I'm sure he'd love it now. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, love you. But even then, Hayden and I lived together ever since. Yeah. You oh, moved yes. you moved out in with Nick once yeah. you once you guys built your house yeah. and um Hayden and I lived together up until two years ago. Yeah. As well. Was it two no, even sooner. A bit less. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We we stayed in in we got another rental that was bigger eventually, mm. all three of us. And then 
Hayden bought a house and I was like, well, <laughs> I'm coming with you, yeah. buddy. <laughs> Is there a room for me? Yes. Yeah, so we sort of stayed together anyway. Yeah. Bit of a safe space. Yeah, that's it. So this week I am going to talk about all things communication for children. Um, I'm going to keep it quite broad so that I don't talk specifically mm. about a certain age group. But the reason why I want to talk about communication in children is because, first of all, your boys mm. are starting to talk more and communicate their wants and needs, whether it's just Xander going, ma, 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 <laughs> yeah. ma, 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 being more yeah. or mum. I don't know at this point. We don't know. It's a bit of both. Yeah, mum, give me more. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Um, as well as their little, they babble a little bit yeah. and they try to say words. And yes. Lazaya's doing really, really well. So this topic is like the perfect timing for me because hopefully I can learn something from you <laughs> and then I can go in and be a great mum and hopefully my boys are talking, I want to <laughs> say like bye to, but like, I don't think you can, like there's definitely appropriate ages and developmental mm. milestones for children, but I think um, don't stick to them too much. I think it's yeah. quite fluid and open. Um mm. There's definitely areas of concern if a child's not talking by a certain age, but that um, is something your maternal child and health nurse will yeah. pick up on, as well as parents will have their own instincts. Yeah. So I'm not necessarily going to talk about ages because they don't really matter too much, just cool. as long as they are progressing towards communicating yeah, yeah. and having that sort of structure. But I did want to talk about how communication is is fundamental to every other area mm, of right. development. Yeah. Um, so communication is sort of defined as obviously we've got verbal communication, which is how we talk, what we say, but it also comes down to the way that we, our tone of voice, mm. sorry, and our highs and lows of the way we word things mm. as well as um, it also is about – when we go higher or yeah. lower, yeah, that has a massive part in communication and being able to interpret it. Yeah, right. For children. Mm. So they can tell if someone's yelling, even though it's the same words, they can tell that it's yeah. not good because yeah. it's their tone of voice. Yeah, of course. Um, I've got to say, this is how you can train a dog as well. Like, yeah, it is. Similar vibe here. It is. That's also <laughs> not talking about training kids, but it is the same sort of concept. Yeah, that's yeah. how I that's how I trained my dog yeah. for two years yeah, as that's well. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Don't compare kids to dogs. <laughs> totally different, of course. Um, but so you've got verbal communication and all the highs and lows of our voice and the way we structure things and the words that we say. Mm. You've then got non-verbal communication, which is our gestures. Mm. So our hand movements and our facial expressions and when we point to things or the way that we hold our bodies, which is like crossing our arms mm. or... So all of our body language. All of our yeah. body language. Um, and for younger children or toddlers or 15-month-olds mm. like mm. yours... Um, Nonverbal communication is massive. Yeah. I've noticed that. So if you think about how important it is, so if you're watching a video on mute and you can see the videos of someone happy and smiling mm. and they're so excited, they've got their arms up in the yeah. air and 
their posture's quite – they've got good posture because mm. they're excited and they're thrilled and yes. whatnot. You'd yeah. be able to tell even if it's muted. Of course, yeah. And if someone's sad and the video's mm. muted, you would still be able to tell that, oh, that doesn't – they don't look happy. Mm. So nonverbal communication is massive. Mm. So you're saying they pick up more on yeah. that rather than yeah. verbal, yeah. Yep. At the moment, for yours, they would yeah. pick up more on nonverbal and um, keywords. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, communication also links to every other deve- developmental area. So you've got social development, so the way they engage with their peers and yeah. their family and the world around them. Yeah. You've got their emotional development and their ability to communicate their wants and needs and later on, um, in older children, once they sort of hit two and a half, they'll start thinking about how they're going to describe their feelings mm. with the support of adults. Communication also links to cognitive development and the way that they learn about the world and the way that they are curious. So without them being able to communicate what they're exploring or what they want to learn about, um, it's quite limiting. So ways that we can support children to communicate and to grow in that area is to continually talk to them mm. from babies. Yes. It might seem silly or it, you might. I have to say when they were first born, it felt so weird. Yeah. And Nick and I had never had like the mum and dad voice before. So it was like he was hearing like my mum voice and I was hearing his dad. And we didn't even know what his dad's voice was. I was like, this is so strange. <laughs> or like singing to them and stuff. I'm like, oh, he's listening. <laughs> Shit. Yep. It, feels... it felt so weird. Yep. Yeah. I remember starting off in early childhood and it feeling so strange. Yeah. It's like, how do you talk to a kid? How? Do... Yeah. Yeah. But I'm I meant to sing. Like other people can hear me. Yeah. It's so bad. <laughs> you know what? Now it's like, try stop us. Yeah. Now, so I'll do it in public in front of everyone. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. But... Continually talking to babies throughout um, all of their ages and mm. stages, mm. whether it's singing or pointing out what you're doing or asking them, let's do your nappy mm. or bath time yeah. or let's put you in your high chair. Mm. Just those little things is constantly going to build their communication development. Yeah. Well, actually, on that, already, like, I've noticed, and this is a new thing for the boys, more so Zaya as well, is I'll be, like, as soon as I take, like, pick him up and he puts his arms up, I'm, like, up, we go up. And then if I'm, like, we're going to eat or I might, like, sign eat to him. Mm-hmm. And then he goes to his high chair and puts his hands up. And, like, it's – he knows what he's doing and I'm telling him what we're doing. And soon I can, like, or I can already see him trying to say those words. Yep. So he's trying to say up even though he says nah. When it's up, but it's beautiful. I but know. the syllable, can yes. you see the syllables forming? Yes. Well, now he says bear. That's mm-hmm. like his new one. So he can hold a bear and be like, bear, bear, bear. Or like he does the first letter of yep. every word like that he knows. Yep. Yeah. And that's a beautiful start. It's, it's so good. Yep. I'm so excited like yep. to see him grow and change. And even Xander's a lot m- like more quiet than Zaya, but... The words, when he uses his words, like he really means them. So when he wants more, like he'll tell you he wants more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So continually using those key words, mm. as well as you can throw in um, baby sign or Auslan. Yeah. I prefer Auslan because it's a 
actual language. That's right. Baby sign is misinterpreted, mm. especially if you need to use Auslan in the future. There you go. Um, I've cared for a little boy who was deaf mm. and we used Auslan and we had to fully cut out um, baby sign from the from our nursery room when mm. I was working in a centre mm. because it wasn't correct. Yes. We had to use the official language that he yeah. was using and using those baby signs was not a part of the Auslan mm. language. But not just that. Those... It is easier for babies, absolutely. Yes. But from a professional, I would prefer yeah. to use Auslan because it's more useful to me and people but down the track if they need. I'm even thinking, right, like let's say it's like having them two different languages in the room because let's say like babies or staff or whatever mm. would know what it is to eat or um, nappy or whatever, yep. and then they can't communicate with the child that you're caring for. It's like they're on different – it's yep. like one speaking Chinese, one speaking French. Yep. Like how are they to communicate? Yeah, they definitely do understand. And the more you use it mm. from a young age and continually talk about it, whether it is just the do you want more, mm. more, Xander's having more dinner. Yeah, yeah. Those words, as you know, that's yeah. – we definitely yeah. change their nappy a lot. We yeah. definitely give them a lot of food. We definitely want more toys. Yeah, yeah. So it, the words that they're saying yeah. are the words that are most relevant yes. to them because you've kept repeating them. That's right. Yeah. Um, when they do start repeating them, so probably mm. the next step of yours mm, yeah. would be when they do say it, praise them for it. Yes. And encourage them and go over the top. Yeah. Because – and then – in the future, get them to say it. Mm. So maybe hold off on giving them more until they actually try a little That's bit harder. It. And I've noticed that as a parent, right, is like, you know, let's say if you're working in like the early childhood space, you would obviously wait for them to communicate it because you know like yep. that they, they can and, and you kind of – they're not your kids so you kind of – I don't know, it's different but when you're a mum – I'm like, of course he wants more. I already know he wants more before he's You've even got that told intuition. me. Yes. But yeah. I am I know in myself I'm like, wait until he asks because I know he can ask. Yep, that's yes. it. It's really hard to do. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um another thing is when they do start to say they will to say it wrong yeah. to start off with, whether they're missing a syllable or they're of not course. saying a letter or you know, like they're just not pronouncing it properly because mm. it's their first word or yeah. whatever else. Um, repeat it back to them, but properly. Yes. Um, that's going to encourage their, the way that they pronounce words for the future and get into the good habit of doing that because there are going to be trickier words down in the future that when they learn and that's new to them Mm. and when they might have a lot of vocabulary, but they might be saying something wrong. Can you give an example? Um, like yellow. Yeah. Lalo. Yeah. We know it means yellow. Yeah. But we would go, if a child was to go, Lalo crayon, mm. you would go, that's a yellow crayon. Mm. Can you say yellow? Mm. And they will try because it's a positive environment. Yeah. And, you know, we're not going to hold, hold off on the yellow crayon even if they can't say it right. Mm. But even just, a, oh, maybe next time. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Okay, love so it. So try and get them to repeat it back mm. and wait for them and be patient and allow them that time. But say it properly. Yeah. Yeah. If the moment's there. Of course. Like you don't have to do that with everything. Yeah. But if the moment's there and 
it's achievable for them and you think that they can and, mm. yeah, get them to say it properly. So then does thumb sucking or having dummies stop their communication? Because my boys are both thumb suckers. <laughs> yes and no. Um, before I talk about dummies and thumb sucking, yeah. I think every child is different. Yes. Every child might need that emotional support of a dummy mm. or a thumb. Um, I think that their comfort is more important than anything else mm. and their ability to feel safe and have coping mechanisms. Yeah, of course. Um, is more important. Yeah. Um, because if they're not feeling safe and secure and if they don't have that thing that they can resort to, they're not going to be curious. Mm. They're not going to explore. Right. They'll just sort of shut down if mm. they don't have coping mechanisms or things that bring them comfort. Mm. So dummies and things are fine. Yeah. Um, I know for sleep it's sort of yeah. so, encouraged. Yeah. So, well, we started with dummies and it was I felt so silly because we did bring them into hospital and, like, the midwives were, like, looking at us like, why would you bring dummies in here? And you're like, bro, I've got twins. Like, I, we are sleeping. And I was like, oh, we're doing dummies. And they're like, mm, not while you're trying to breastfeed, though. And I was like, oh, that's a thing. Like, I had no idea. Anyway, that's another conversation. But um, so we did do dummies. I think the third night we were like, give that kid a dummy. They, <laughs> they loved them. They both loved their dummies. And then they kept falling out. And then Nick and I would say, when we're going in at night, we were just like the dummy bitches. We're like, oh, we're doing a dummy run. And we'd go in every 10 minutes and put these dummies back in. <laughs> and they were not hungry. Like they would feed every two hours sort of on demand as well. Um, yeah. And so four months we went cold turkey. We just got rid of them. It was yep. really hard. But it was it was hard, also but- it was the best thing I think we ever did because they did find their thumbs and they were in control of that. They knew where they were. They could take them in and out and they would use them to soothe for sleep, but they wouldn't be in all night. Yep. And that was all it was. It was a sleep association. And yep. that was from like what I read and everything, like a really positive thing. Mm. And to be able to self-settle, that absolutely. was a huge help. Like I would never change anything that I did. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Getting rid of the dummies was a good call because – First of all, they were spitting them out at the end. They I were. remember they were just yeah. spitting them out. I was like, oh, well, now, now you're crying because you've just spat it out. Yeah. Whose fault is that? Some <laughs> babies love dummies and it could have been the different types of dummies. Like I maybe didn't try enough, but they just they didn't work mm. for us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the thing with dummies or thumbs is it, does, it can alter their mouth their shape. development in their mouth and yep. the way that the roof of their mouth They're like the palate yep, yeah their palate it can affect their teeth development yes. and their their teeth forming yeah um, i was actually i have seen that where the teeth are it's got that arch it's the arch yeah yeah which then stops the tongue from learning where it should be yes um and if that happens, then mm. you're going to have things like lisps. Of course. And you're going to have things like crooked teeth yep. down the long run. And you're going to have a mouth that hasn't formed in the right way. Yeah. If they're overused. Yeah, okay. Um, so having a child that loves a dummy is fine. Yeah. Encourage them to take it out when they talk. Mm. Encourage them to still have it but put it in Buy pants with pockets. Yeah. So that the child can still have them. Yeah. But in their pocket. Yeah. And they can pull it out when they need. Yeah. When or they're you, older. Or you transition it to like 
dummies are for bedtime. Yep. Not in the day. Yeah. Or if you are, I know like back in the day when we were working in childcare together, it was like dummies are for sleep and the, the dummy would be on their bed when it was time for sleep. Yep. That's what it was. As well as like, for example, if a child was going water yes. and pointing to the bench because they wanted their bottle of water, you would give it to them. Yeah. You could do the same with a dummy. Have a safe space for it. Yeah, of course. Take it out when they start playing or when they're happy and go, mm. oh, I'm just popping it on the bench. Yeah. But when they ask for it, give it to them. So you're encouraging more time without it to develop. But it's also words. safe and accessible. Yes. So yes. they're not going to have it in all the time. Yeah. They're only going to have it or ask for mm. it when they need it. Yeah, that's right. And yeah. giving it to them when they need it makes cool. them feel safe. So what about thumbs? Thumbs? <laughs> Um, They're always accessible. <laughs> I have no control over that. Oh. Well, I think the beauty of thumbs and encouraging communication is a child will take their thumb out of the mouth if they want to talk. Well, that's it, right? So encourage them to go, no, yeah. they need you to tell me what you want yeah. when they get to that age. Yeah, of course. And when they do start yeah. talking, praise I, them. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, down the track, if it yeah. does become an issue, there's things like, the nail biting polish and yes. like the there's, band-aids on the thumb or there's, yeah. there's little tips and tricks, but that's not necessarily relevant to yeah. everyone. That's, yeah. that's, um, I think now we've got a beautiful holistic chiropractor and she did just say, just sort of like remove the thumb. If you could sort of see that they're playing and they're just sort of sucking their thumb. That's um, it. Same just, as dummy. Gently take it out. Yeah. Just a reminder that you don't need it. Or if they do want it and they don't, they can put it back in. No worries. Don't ever force it, but yeah. Just pull it out slowly. Yeah. You're having fun. You're fine. Because then it kind of reduces that hab, like the habitual. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is that right? Habitual? I don't know. It sounded right. <laughs> <laughs> the habits. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing that I wanted to talk about was mm. how communication supports behavior. Yeah. Looking at it from like a holistic point of view. Um so, for example, for your age, 15 mm. months, they're learning to say their keywords like more yeah. and dog yes. and and bed mm. and they know what bottles mean yeah. and they know their keywords. Yeah, they do. But if they're trying to tell you something that they might want something out of the cupboard or mm. they might have dropped their toy behind the couch, they don't know how to communicate that. And you look at it like, I'm not going behind the couch. Yeah. I don't know. Like... Yeah, your bag's full of nappies. Mm. What do you want with it? Yeah. Or they'll just start pointing at something random or they might start crying or becoming frustrated and they might start stomping their feet yeah. because they are feeling that they want something yes. but they don't know how to communicate yeah. it. And that is pure frustration. And they present these challenging behaviours like stomping or mm. crying or tantrums when they get a little bit older. Look, to be totally honest... If I'm communicating something and someone's not listening, I'm definitely stomping my feet. Me too. I'm calling you on the way home from work and I'm just like, shit's fuck. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, it is yeah, so frustrating. If you, if you think about it from yeah. an adult point of view, if you're trying to say something yeah. and someone's not understanding yes. you, what a crap feeling. Yeah. Um, I have quite a few English as a second language students. Yes. Yeah. And I have to be really mindful that they might not know mm. what I'm saying and I have to really slow myself down and be really mindful of mm. my communication style. Yeah. And I paraphrase a lot and I confirm that they, you know, can you tell me that in a different way? Yes. So that I know that they're understanding it. They can understand it. it. Yeah, yeah. 
or I might ask them a more practical question so that I can go, okay, yeah, we've, yeah, that topic's good. We can move yeah. on. Um, and it's the same with children. It's mm. a crap feeling when you're trying to say something mm. and no one knows what you mean. Yeah. Um, it's also, that's also another key reason why biting starts when mm. they're just under two because they know exactly what they want. They might want to, whether it's with adults or children yeah. of the same age or whatnot, um, in my experience with biting, it's because of the lack of communication. Mm. And it's not necessarily slow development. That's just developmentally appropriate. Yeah, right. That they can't communicate their wants. Yeah. Their brains are a step ahead of where yeah. their body's at. Yeah. Which is very normal. Yeah, right. Um, so continuing to build on their communication mm. will lower challenging yes. behaviours. But I feel like... Mm. Maybe, I mean, look, maybe if they could talk or if they had the words, even in a tantrum, they're still not going to be able to communicate what they want because it's like they're so heightened. Yeah. They're not going to be able to anyway. No. Yeah. And that's also normal. It's yeah, it's normal it's all, for them to yeah. feel those big emotions yeah. and have those explosive moments. Mm. And I guess um, that's all about regulating their emotions and yeah. learning all that. And the thing is as well, coming back to communication, if we – start talking to them about what we're feeling yeah, and doing that active listening and allowing them a safe space to really – so older children, like two, two and a half, three, yeah. bit older. Yeah. If we allow them the time to communicate what they want, where they go, okay, well, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not quite sure what you're saying because it might mm. just be babble. Do you want to show me what you want? Yes. What are you upset about? Do you yep. want to show me? Yes. What are you needing? And then even make that gesture like stand up and shrug. Yeah. And hold their hand and go, show me. Yeah, good. They will they will show you. I'll be doing that. They will sure. drag you to where yeah. you want to go. Yeah. To where they want to go. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I knew what you meant. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, yeah, I think challenging behaviours, communicate with them, start talking about feelings and offering them choice about mm. what they want and what they don't want and – Giving them those words, yeah, but also doing that active listening and being proactive mm. and following through, yeah, will give them so much more confidence to actually take the time because mm. it's it's okay to be overwhelmed, but we need an outcome. Yeah, right. Like I want to I want to give you what you want mm. if it's appropriate. If it's yeah, a knife yeah. off the bench, absolutely not. Yeah, but <laughs> if it's you know their dummy that's in a bag, or yeah. if they want their water bottle, if yeah. they want a toy that's they can't reach. Mm. Give them the space and the time to show you yes. at least. And use your nonverbal gestures like, oh, well, where? Yeah. And shrug and start looking around the yeah. room or I remember doing it and like going to every corner like over here, mm. over here. Yeah. And in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> um, but sort of regarding challenging behaviours and the word no, mm. I think – it's okay to use the word no. Yep. As long as you offer it with an explanation. Yes, okay. Because you could say. I must say, we do use no at home. And childcare obviously is very different. It was definitely like, well, I learned this from you, <laughs> was to not use the word no. Because it, it honestly, it is too hard. But we're realistic in this podcast. Yeah, we, we are. are. Yeah. Look, yep. we're, I'm a twin parent. We're, I'm a twin parent. <laughs> we're, doing, we're using no's. I do actually, I naturally do follow it up with a, so like Zaya today was trying to bring his walker inside. 
Yep. And I was just like, honey, no. And I shake my head. I'm like, the walkers stay outside. Perfect. Okay, cool. Yeah, <laughs> sweet. Yeah, you're allowed to say no. Yeah. Um, but yeah, follow exactly that. Follow mm. it up with why. Yeah. But then like those little wooden walk-along toys, I'm like, you can come inside, you can push this inside, but the walkers stay outside. And then he'll come in, push his little thing, go back outside, push his walker, try to bring it back in. And it's just this little battle. It's a little dance, yep. a little game. But eventually yeah. he'll know. Well, he, he might still test yeah, the boundaries. that's fine. Which, you know, that's children. Yeah. But for the most part... Mm. When he gets a little bit older, yeah. he still might bring it inside, but he yeah. might have a cheeky grin because he knows better. Oh, he absolutely. Yeah. And that's that's he children. already knows better. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, or if you're, for example, when I was looking after children, I had an a eighteen month, two year old. I can't quite remember. Um, but her mum was struggling because this child constantly wanted to touch the hot oven. Yeah. And would do it for those, for the positive. Not positive, but do it for the attention. Yeah. Well, essentially, right? All mm. attention is... Connection-seeking. Yes. Positive yep. or negative. Yep. Same outcome for yep. them. Because nonverbal communication, eye gestures, and getting mm. down to the children's level is more important to them yeah. than what's actually happening around Of course, them. yes. Um, so this child was constantly trying to touch the oven and... She, this mum was like, well, what do I do? Mm. She's obviously not safe. Like I'm not going to strap her to the high chair for an hour while I prepare dinner yeah. because that's not realistic. Um, and I was like, well, what have you done? And she's gone, oh, I just, I just keep moving her away. I was like, okay, well, why don't you, when she does come into the kitchen and try and touch it, why don't you get down to her level, use your biggest frowning face that you've got, so that nonverbal mm. communication and say, no, it's hot. Yeah. And then eventually she will understand that it's not positive. Yeah. And the, but then break the eye contact and yes. usher the child away yeah. so that it's not reinforcing that connection. It's not a, it's not a big connection. It's not a big, it's, a it's limited. One. Yeah. Um, I get a negative I get a negative facial expressions. I get mm. a negative word. Okay. And well, a that's... frown, a negative mom, yeah. essentially too. Yep. Yeah. Um, I said, but when you're doing that, you need to make sure you're having more positive interactions. You need to counteract it. Mm. So you can say, no, Yeah. that's hot. Move away. Yeah. But then cut that off there. Don't bring it on higher yeah, or bring yeah. it on for longer. But then maybe when she's playing on the other side of the kitchen whilst you're cooking dinner, mm. like go and engage with her and go, oh, my goodness, you're playing so well yeah. and give a clap and really encourage that. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a little tip for behaviours is yeah, nice. you can use the word no but follow it up. Yeah. Um, you can use. Why not just the word no? What do you mean? So why not, let's just say, like, Let's say Zaya was touching the oven and I was saying no, mm. but not doing like a lot of eye contact and stuff. Why follow it up even though he might not understand? Because he will one day. Yeah. He will one day. He will learn what the word hot is. Well, it's all a learning opportunity, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Because then it's, I guess, by not saying anything afterwards. He's, he doesn't you, know why. You're missing an opportunity for him to learn. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. one day he will. I just want to throw that in there. Yeah. Just 
to follow up people that maybe didn't understand that. Yeah, because one day maybe when he's in the bath and maybe the water runs a little bit hot, yeah. he might be able to associate mm. that hot and cold in an appropriate way. And mm. then when he goes to touch the oven, he'll go, oh, yeah, I've just learnt what hot is. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Mm. So it's all these little things that make the bigger picture. I love it. Yeah. So good. So helpful. <laughs> Oh, I'm glad. Um, The other last thing that I wanted to touch base on real quick was TV shows for kids, cartoons and things like. I don't even know. Come on, tell me off. I don't even know what they are these days. Just on this topic, right? I was that mum. I was sorry before I was a mum. I was that person that was like. My kids will never, ever watch TV. I will always be outside playing games and having picnics. <laughs> but that's how realistic. It is so not realistic. It's, that was such a fantasy. Yeah. And I've got to say now, my kids fucking love those wiggles. They love they, them. They can actually nearly say wiggles. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I bet. I bet. But I've, in saying that as well, we might do half an hour of like TV time. Mm. It might be me quickly running around getting everything sorted for the day me you don't to get have dressed. to justify it i will i will you justify because i feel guilty no yeah. you don't have to but let me just justify a little bit more go on and then i will spend quality time i'll turn the tv off and i'm like come on let's move to the playroom and we sit there we read our books and we connect and we communicate and we laugh and we clap and we tickle and, you know, we have some great laughs. And then we go in the car and we're off to childcare. So, oh, well, you've just stole my subject. Oh, have I? That Sorry. was exactly what I was going to say. Oh, well, what? <laughs> well, please continue. Was that where, especially, like, I'm realistic. I'm not, yeah. I'm realistic that parents are different to early childhood educators and what mm. I do. And I'm realistic in the fact that it's, you can't always follow what the latest research says that yeah. kids and TVs it's bad yeah. and whatnot. Um turn the TV on. Yeah. If it means that we're all gonna be happy, healthy and safe and yeah. like it's a fun time and we're good and Mum's good because we've got stuff done. Mum's had a coffee. Mum's mum got dressed. She put deodorant on. She brushed her teeth. Someone went to the toilet in peace. Like, (laughs) oh, no, that never happens. Well, (laughs) you know, turn the TV on if it makes life easier. That is fine. But make sure that it's not all the day, all the Mm. time. Um, And what shows then? I don't know. I'm not up to date with where we're at. So you're saying no cartoons? I'm saying if you can... Make them educational and not mm. all day. When I was working in early learning, I loved the National Geographic Channel. Yes. Um, of all the animals yep. because it's still bright colours. Mm. It's still really curious for them and you've got someone talking and you've got animals making noises yeah. and you can extend on it like, oh, my goodness, that's a baby animal. Yes. Um, Actually, we do. We have one that we've watched, the safari one. Yeah. And it's like you're on a little safari and you look at all, like, the baby lions and yeah. it's beautiful. Yeah. Like, what an amazing yeah. learning experience on the TV. Yeah. That, you know. Um, it's a lot better than, like, the Coco Melon, like, the um, – Bright colours, and I was I read somewhere it was like when the picture changes every ten seconds, it's like dopamine hit, dopamine hit, yep. dopamine hit, and I guess that's probably what 
you'd want to avoid. Yeah. Because then, well, then they start to crave that stimulation and that's the only way they can get that high. And it's the same as us on TikTok, Instagram, yep. scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Yep. But hopefully we're adults and can limit ourselves. And of course. Some of us yeah. have jobs to go to, so we can't, you know, spend it all yeah. on there or parents no, of course. or children to raise. Yeah. So Things we're not, to do. you know, you know, but yeah, stuff to be made. Keep it limited, educational if you can, mm. have proper engagement after. Mm. But if it's one of those days, fuck it, put on the wiggles, put yeah. on Coco Melon. No, no, not the Coco Melon. Not Coco. We still don't. Mm. Oh, I don't do that. I've just heard it's bad. What if we're just surviving? Chuck it on. Chuck it on. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, Miss Moni is pretty good. Yeah, I'm not sure what the latest ones are. Miss Moni, Miss Rachel's up there, but we don't do Miss Rachel because she's American. Um, Yep. So I do try to make sure that it's Australian- that's a good Accents tip. Accents and things because, like, already working with youth, with youth, we've got kids that will say rather than saying I can't do this, they'll, they'll they will actually say I can't do this, and I'm like, oh, do you watch a lot of YouTube? They're pronunciation. Yes. yes. Pick them. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. So that has kind of scarred yep. me. Or now. they'll start talking about animals that aren't Australian. Yeah. And you're like, we don't have badgers or beavers. Beavers. <laughs> Sorry. The female. I'm tired. (laughs) The different kind of beaver. Yeah. (laughs) Or the pussy cat. That one says pussy cat. That one says pussy cat. We just say cats, mate. (laughs) Sorry. I'll stop. I'll stop linking them with. So many just stop. Otherwise, I'm going to get so inappropriate. I dare you. No, I don't. Save it for after the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that was my spiel on communication and how to hopefully make it more realistic to you and the I listeners. I loved it. So good. So informative. Oh, I, I feel like this is so cool because, I mean, hopefully we can like link this in with my boys. I'm sure it will just happen naturally, but like, I'm going to learn so much from you. <laughs> and like, I'm going to come out of this like parenting journey and be like, fucking nailed that. As- <laughs> <laughs> Well, as best as we can. Yeah, no, of course. Like I said, my tips and tricks is to be realistic. You have to be. Be honest. Yeah. If it's a shit one, it's a shit one. Yeah. Just roll with it. Yeah, that's it. Or you can try, you know, after a nap, like, Mm. yeah, that's it. Try again. Get out of the house. That's my tip and trick. Get out of the house. Yeah. Because it's actually easier to get out sometimes rather than staying in. And a bit of fresh air and a change mm. of scenery does, does wonders. Everyone wonders. Yeah. Chuck on us. Chuck on your podcast. Mm-hmm. Put us in your ears. Yeah. Play us on your phone while you're drinking your takeaway coffee while you're walking your kids. Yeah. Like, while they're strapped into a pram. Yeah. Or... Oh, pure bliss. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much, everyone, for listening to this episode with the wonderful Madison talking to us about all things communication. Um, we'll put everything in our show notes, such as our Instagram and TikTok and where else you can find us. And we will see you next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye. We would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land in which we're recording this podcast today. The Bunurong people of the Kulin Nation and pay our respects to the elders past and present. Always was. Always will be. Aboriginal Aboriginal land. land.